Hello, and welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, business coach and brand expert. I invite you to join millions of our other listeners in building a brand that is influential, loved by the masses, and worth millions. The Influencer Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, and scale the brand and business of your wildest dreams. Discover why people all over the world call the Influencer Podcast their go-to for all things branding, influence, and marketing. That's what you want to get your hands on, right? Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. Today, we are talking all about your side hustle and then turning that in to a successful entrepreneur business endeavor and how to get there in five simple steps. <laughs> so first, I want you to proverbially, however you say that word, is that a word? Prover- proverbial? I don't know. I want you to raise your hand, but not really. <laughs> if you have a side hustle or passion project, and then you can keep that hand up or nod your head, right? If you've ever wanted to take your side hustle full time. So if you're nodding your head, you are not the only one. The gig economy that we are in, it's growing faster than ever. And in fact, it's growing so fast that 71% of employees report having a side hustle for extra income. So what that means is more of you are asking me, Julie, how do I take my side hustle full time? And I hear you and I'm here to help you. And as a matter of fact, I had about five side hustle jobs before I felt confident both mentally and emotionally to go all in on the career and business that I've built today. So having lots of side hustles, it's very common, but here's the truth. A huge part of successful entrepreneurship is self-reliance, consistency, and focus. So if you're serious about truly stepping into that business that you so badly desire and bringing your idea to life this year, you need a plan. And so that's why I'm going to be sharing with you now your five-step roadmap that you can use to build your business starting today. Now, inside my mastermind, Shine, I dive into these pretty extensively over a 12-month period. And we do this through trainings that I deep dive into. We do it through group coaching. And then we also do it through private one-on-one coaching that we offer every month inside the mastermind for the mastermind members. Um, So I'm going to take a little bit of that today. Obviously, I can't dive into an entire training in a, you know, 40-ish minute podcast episode, but I want to give you the, the basis and the gist so you can start stepping into this for yourself. And then of course, if you're wanting more of a high touch, higher level elevated support in this, you can go to juliesolomon.net slash shine and apply to be in the mastermind. So I can actually coach you through this and other coaches can help support coaching you through this. And you have an amazing community to also support you through this. All right, so let's dive in. Step one, you wanna start with a self-assessment. So it takes a lot of work to create a sustainable income of your own, right? We know this. So you have to get really honest with yourself. You have to ask yourself, what inspires me to take action? Is it financial freedom, location, independence, doing what I love for a living, a desire to make a positive impact in the world? Then you need to ask yourself, what sacrifices are you willing to make today in order to make that happen? Because whatever your driving force is, it's all valid and it's all worth it, right? 
So you want to write it down and visit it as often as you can to stay on course towards your goals. Step two, you got to tap into your network and tap into your community. So now that you are going to take the step to get crystal clear about why you want to do this, it's time to let your community and let your network know and outreach for that support. So a couple of things that you can do, you can update your social media profiles, right? To show what it is that that you do and how you serve. You can secure a website domain to reflect your new business venture. And then once you get your networking tools tidied up, you got to figure out how you're connected to people who you want to work with, right? Like people who work in your industry, who are they? How can they support you? How can you support them? You need to look for opportunities to collaborate or to offer support. If you don't have a community, you got to get yourself into some kind of mastermind or some kind of group program because this is where you're going to find that community. So when you're first starting out and really as you grow and scale, relationships are always extremely valuable. And they often lead to referrals and they often lead to clients and they often lead to you growing your business. So yes, growing a business takes a village and you don't have to go at it alone. And it's not as hard as you may think it is to find that community. They're out there. They're waiting for you to like join forces with them. So that's your job to make that happen. All right. Step three, you got to get realistic with your time and your goals. So we all know that time management is always a struggle when you don't have anyone to report to but yourself. But I have a little secret to cutting my workdays in half. And you've heard me talk about it on this podcast if you are an avid listener, and it's called batching. So what that means, it's taking blocks of time to focus on one thing and you don't let anything or anyone else get in the way. And I know this is hard. I know it's hard when you got the kids and the full-time job and the husband and all the things. I have all the things too. But the best way to beat that resistance and that procrastination is just to sit down each morning and write the three things that you will batch that day. You don't have to do all the things, but if you can just write down three of them and if you can do all three, great. If you can just do one, great, right? but it's about taking action because that is what is going to get you in the flow. And these these tasks, these things that you give yourself to batch each day, they should be manageable tasks that you feel confident being able to complete in a short amount of time. So nothing too heavy, nothing unrealistic. You don't want to write down, I'm going to, you know, design my entire website today. (laughs) You don't want to write down, I'm going to create an entire course today, right? Small baby steps, just one thing. Repeat this every day. And if you struggle to finish your three daily tasks, you'll quickly start to see where you need to make adjustments in your schedule. But I just want to give you permission to like go easy on yourself here. Make three daily tasks. Your goal is to complete those three, but if you just complete one, you are doing an incredible job. All right, step four, you gotta get clear on your audience and get confident in your pitching and in showing up and selling, right? So now that you've created your foundation, it's time to get clear on who you're talking to, who you're trying to attract. That's why, you know, I dive deep into this inside Shine Mastermind of like really getting clear on who your prospect is and making sure that you're selling to enough of them, right? And you're also going to be wanting to double that up, right? So a lot of people say to me, well, I know who my prospect is. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not making the sales that you want to make. So obviously you're not selling to enough of them, right? So you got to know who they are. You got to know what challenges they face. You got to know how you help them solve those challenges. And you got to make sure that they know you exist 
and that you are the solution provider for them. So they actually invest in your services, right? Now, the next order of business here is to start pitching like it's your job because it is. Pitching is part of selling and to sell is human. (laughs) Like we are all selling something right? So no matter what your venture is, you need to get comfortable with the idea of showing up and tooting your own horn and talking with confidence about the services that you provide. That is what pitching is to clients, brands, companies, investors, whoever it is, right? That's why I've been teaching pitching for years because you have to learn how to sell yourself in a way that builds confidence and clarity, right? It's not about being sleazy or slimy. It's about service. And this is why pitching is such a core of what I do and what I teach and what I coach women through. All right, step five, and this kind of goes with the pitching, my friends, you got to lean into the sales and marketing, right? So once you get to this step, you've been networking, creating content, you've gotten clear on who your prospect is, right? You're pitching, right? You're starting to sell. What you don't want to do is try to sell something once you don't make the sale. So then you just stop selling, right? It's time to sharpen your sales and marketing skills so you can keep at it, right? And you can learn from your nose and you can make some sales and you can get some wins. You got to take a step back and look at everything that you've done so far. You got to think, what makes me unique? What am I offering that no one else is? Or how am I offering it in a way that no one else is? You got to find your competitive edge and you got to lean into that. And then you got to make yourself known as the go-to in your niche. You got to really solidify yourself in the marketplace. This is where the influence and impact piece comes in, right? Does not happen overnight. You got to build it. But if you've got the right strategy, the right community, the right coaching and the right support, it can happen a lot faster than if you don't, right? Okay. So let's recap these five things. Self-assess and clarify your purpose. Tap into your network and build relationships. Sharpen your time management skills, which is also batching. Get clear on your audience, on your prospect, and get confident with your pitching. And then you got to go all in with your sales and marketing. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. Now, when all of this is said and done, you got to make sure always that you really check in with yourself and pay gratitude to what you're accomplishing along the way. I think that it's so easy for us to get lost in the, you know, what's next, what's next without realizing how far we've come. Because by the time that next year rolls around this time next year, you can look back at everything that you accomplished and then set the new goals, right? And and then it's just about an up level from there. 
So with that said, we're going to dive into how you can start doing this with more confidence, right? So stepping into your confidence has way more, or should I say everything, (laughs) to do with your mindset than it does any sort of strategy or tips or tricks or plans that you think you may be missing from your toolbox, right? Because most of the time, the one thing that stops us dead in our tracks from achieving our goals is the fear of doing it wrong, the fear of making a mistake. However, I know for a fact that one of the key differences between successful entrepreneurs and those that just stay stuck and stagnant their whole dang life is that they don't realize this one thing that successful entrepreneurs learn very early on. And that is that there is magic in the mistakes. There is magic in the nose. Because if you make a mistake, if you get a no from someone, right? Do you know what that means? It means that you actually took action on something and that you now have this beautiful opportunity for feedback, right? which allows you to be able to learn what you need to learn in order to pivot and try again. Feedback like that is priceless. Have you tried to sell something recently? Yes or no? If you're nodding your head, yes. Did someone say no to you? If you're nodding your head, yes. Do you know why they said no to you? If you're shaking your head, no, that's a problem. You got to know why people are saying no to you. And how you do that, my friends, is that you ask. You ask somebody, oh, you don't want my, you don't want my service? Okay, that's interesting. Why? You don't want to buy my product? Okay, I hear you. Do you mind telling me why? Do you mind telling me what didn't align for you? Do you mind, do you mind sharing more about that? About, about why now is not the right time or you don't have the money or you're looking for something else? Can you share more? That's where you learn, my friends. And that's where you get to really dive into the magic, right? And that's where you get your confidence. Because once you dive into the magic, once you learn from your nose, once you get that feedback and once you pivot and try again and then start to make sales and then start to grow the influence and impact, your confidence goes through the roof, right? So here are three steps that you can do today to start working towards this, right? Now, obviously, if you're someone who's really ready to go all in, you can work with me. (laughs) That's a great step zero. Go work with Julie because she can help you with all of this. Why wouldn't you do that? But if you're just ready to keep doing it yourself, here's step one. Start before you're ready. Like, just please. If if you can't do it for yourself, just do it for Julie. Like, can you just say to yourself today, I'm going to start before I'm ready because Julie asked me to do that. That's what I want from you today. I want you to start before you're ready. My gift to you today is this podcast episode. Your gift to me today is for you to start before you're ready. Because if you're working on something important, then you're never going to feel ready. I mean, and I can give you such a great example of this recently with, you know, me and my book. I'm writing a book right now with Harper Collins. It was, you know, supposed to be turned in in April. That didn't happen. There was a multitude of reasons why it didn't happen. One being COVID, two being that I had a baby last year, three being that I had a little bit of resistance with it because I didn't think that I was ready to get started. But that's not true. 
Of course, I'm ready to get started. I wouldn't be here today if I wasn't ready to get started. I wouldn't be writing a book if I wasn't ready to write a book, right? So the side effect of doing challenging work that you've never done before is that you're pulled by the excitement, but then you're pushed by the confusion and the perfectionism all at the same time. And you're bound to feel uncertain and you're bound to feel unprepared and unqualified. This is something that all of us face, right? It's what I face throughout this entire journey of writing this book. I've never written a book. I don't know what I'm doing, but is it stopping me? No. Because let me assure you of this, you have what you need right now to get what you want. What you have right now today is enough. It is enough just for today, exactly where you are, it is enough. And do you believe that it's true, that you can't get to where you want to go by doing what you've been doing, right? You can't get to where you want to go by going where you've been. Right? So you can plan. We all love to plan. A plan's so fun because a plan keeps us from taking action. You can delay and you can revise and you can tweak and you can say to yourself, oh, but I can't, I can't make a move until I talk to somebody else about it. No, trust me. What you have today is enough to start. It doesn't matter if you're trying to start a business or lose weight or write a book or to achieve any number of goals, who you are, what you have, and what you know right now is enough to get going. We all start in the same place. We all start with no money, no resources, no contacts, no experience. Well, the vast majority of us do, right? But the difference is, is that some people, the ones that create a life and business that they truly love, they start before they're ready. You know, starting before you're ready helps build confidence. It allows you to test things out, to ask questions, to see where the challenges are, to see where the holes and the gaps are so you can fill them. So if you need clarity on starting before you're ready, I want you to answer the simple question. A year from now, will you wish that you would have started today? If you are nodding your house yes right now, if you're nodding your head, yes, right now, then you're ready. You are. All right, step two. I want you to pick one thing to focus on and just invest in it like crazy. Pick one step, one method, one item, one actionable thing that you can start chipping away on today and go all in on that. Meaning, give yourself time to work on it, batch it out, value the time that you're giving to yourself for this. If you need support or coaching or education, make it a priority to go get that, to go invest in that, because that's what's going to get you what you want. You don't have to do all the things by yourself, or you don't have to do all the things at once, but whatever you do decide to do, I don't want you to just dabble in it, okay? Don't just give yourself a day or a week or even a month, and then if it's not perfectly how you envisioned it to be, quitting, you got to really invest the time and attention that it needs. And if you don't know what that should be, then here's a few questions that you can ask yourself that will help. Okay, here's question one. What will get me to my end goal fastest that I can actually start working toward today? Okay. A to my end goal, the fastest that I can literally, realistically start working on today. Number two, what is something that I could do today that aligns with my end goal that I can actually get paid to do, or I can actually work on getting paid to do quickly. All right. So what is something 
that I could do today that aligns with my end goal. Like if your end goal is to create a course, what is something that you could day you could do today that aligns with your end goal of creating a course that you could actually get paid to do today? Maybe it's consulting, maybe it's coaching, maybe it's mentorship. I don't know. What is it? And the final question, what questions about my goal can I start asking myself to gain the clarity that I need? What questions need to be answered? You know, if I don't feel like I have the support that I need, how do I get that? If I don't feel like I have the resources, how do I get that? If I feel like I don't know how to do something, how do I, how do I get the clarity that I need? What questions about my goal can I start asking to gain the clarity that I need? All right. Step three, you got to schedule it in. If you want to see something succeed, you have to make it a priority. Put it in your calendar, make it a non-negotiable, just like you would a doctor's appointment or picking up your kids from school. You got to make sure to do this more than once. You don't just make it a priority one day. (laughs) You got to do it consistently. And I see this so much when people are trying to grow a side hustle. A person will schedule two hours to pitch something, never hear back from anyone, and so they never pitch again. Or an author is, you know, looking to publish a book. They send some emails. They don't get a reply. So they never write their book, right? Or a food blogger takes a few days to try to grow engagement on social media. They don't see immediate change. So they think their work is terrible and they give up. Well, you got to schedule it in and you got to remember the power of consistency. Nothing that has ever worked well has worked well one try. I mean, has anything that you've ever done been perfect first go round or even second or third go round? I highly doubt it right? Unless you're just superwoman, which if you are, congrats. (laughs) But successful entrepreneurs, they understand the power of consistency. And that's what I want you to start to implement into your own schedule. The more that you schedule in what's important to you, the more confident you become in your work and the more people become familiar with your work because you keep working on it and you keep sharing it. All right. So let's recap here. Start before you're ready. Pick one thing and invest like crazy. And think of a way to invest in your education and your growth and the things that you need and then schedule it in. All right. So the next thing that we're going to be talking about is how to niche down, right? Now, I strongly believe niching down is important. important. And, And there's two keys to niching down. There's your purpose piece, which I talk a lot about. And then there's your passion piece, right? Now, I strongly believe that you should never niche down on your passion, but instead you want to niche down on your purpose. And so let let me break down kind of what I mean here, right? So first, in order to do that, I want to get clear on the difference between your purpose and your passion. And I'm going to do this by just sharing a quick story with you. Growing up, I had a dream of a career in journalism and PR, right? And I had this passion for journalism, right? And I had this passion for PR and working with people and connecting and communications and and all of this. And, And I went on to work really hard to get there. I went on to work for some incredible PR companies and incredible people. And I went on to spearhead campaigns for dozens of bestselling authors and Grammy award winning musicians. And I got to travel the world with clients and I got to, you know, work really hard on the PR side and land a lot of press for clients. And I achieved things in my 20s that I never thought were going to be possible as a result of following my passion, right? However, in the process, I learned some really amazing lessons about passion. First, I learned that passion is fleeting, right? 
Now, if you don't believe me, just think about all those hobbies that you had in middle school that you might've been passionate about, but they don't quite sit at the top of your list anymore. Think about that, you know, little boy or girl that you used to think were cute in fifth grade and you were so passionate about it. But unless you married that person, I doubt that you're so passionate about that person, right? So it's possible to be passionate about something one day and then kind of move and grow from it the next. I think that that's really how we evolve, right? So if you would have asked me 10 years ago why I worked in PR, I would have said, well, I love people. I love communications. I love the fast pace of it all. I'm just so passionate about it. But that really wasn't why I did it. You know, I chose a career in PR and communications because I wanted to empower people. I wanted to inspire people to, to live out their best lives. I wanted to help people feel influential and impactful and powerful. That, that was my purpose. And that is my purpose today. My purpose today is to help women overcome that feeling of powerlessness so they can achieve freedom in their lives. That's my purpose. It's not PR. So when I was able to make this distinction, it gave me the clarity that my passions could change and evolve as I changed and evolved. It was my purpose that needed to be rooted. And this gave me permission to go after new passions, which is why I have the business that I have today. If I felt like I had to just stick with this one passion, I would still be doing PR and I would be miserable, right? So think about it this way. Your purpose is the difference and impact that you want to make on the world. And the definition or that definition that I created is what helps you niche down your purpose. It's the difference and impact that you want to make on the world. And here are some questions to ask yourself on how to do it. Question one, why do I get up every day and do the work that I want to do? Why do I want to do this work? Question two, what do I do that makes people feel really good about themselves? And question three, what brings me joy and why is this important to me? That's your purpose. Now your passion, I think, is how you share that purpose to the world, right? Your passions come from your talents and your personality and the timing of your life and your education and your experience and your strengths and your interests. Your passions can also make you feel a bit nervous, right? Because they're typically the new benchmarks of growth. So this definition is what helps you turn your passions into profit. So for example, as I mentioned, my purpose is to help women overcome powerlessness so they can achieve freedom in their lives to really empower them through influence and impact. And the way that I used to do that was through my passion of working in PR. And then I had a passion of blogging. And then it was, you know, online educational programs. And then it was public speaking. And then it was services like my podcast. And, you know, now it's also, you know, being a coach and being a a business coach inside my high-level mastermind group, Shine. And it's writing my new book, right? So do you see the evolution of that? But the thing is, is that I made sure to really go all in on one thing at a time. And that's what helped me grow and scale. So here are some questions that you can start asking yourself about getting clear in your passions. The first one is, what is that one big thing that I have wanted to start to do for a while now that I just can't stop thinking about, right? So what is that for you? What is that one big thing I've wanted to start to do for a while now that I just can't stop thinking about? Maybe it's launching a podcast or writing a book or speaking on stages. 
Question two, what do I have experience in already that could support what I want to do? All right. And three, what lights me up, brings me joy and makes me feel excited, expansive, and maybe even a little nervous to do. Right. All right. Getting crystal clear on your purpose. When you do this, you give yourself the clarity on where to focus your passions for the growth and the profit piece. So here is a quick recap. You get clear on your purpose and your why. You think of different passions that you have that support your purpose. You be open to changing your passions as you grow and evolve, and you make sure your passions are realistically monetizable for you, that they support your growth, your revenue growth, and your goals. All right, last little chunk we are diving into into today are the three keys to consistent community growth. So this is a big part to all of this that we've been talking today. And one of the most common questions I hear is, Julie, how do I grow my audience and community? And yes, the audience is important, but we know that the number does not matter, right? As much as attracting the right audience. And I call that your prospect. Because at the end of the day, who cares if you have half a million followers or 100,000 people on your email list, if only 10 of them are genuinely engaging with you? You know, everyone knows that it's much better to have 50 loyal supporters than half a million people who are just out to lunch and not paying any attention, right? So the goal is not about just attracting everyone, but it's really about honing in and attracting your ideal prospect to bring that engagement and connection in, right? And social media platforms, because that's where we tend to hang out the most, we know that they're saturated and we know that it's hard to be seen if you don't have that engagement. And that tends to be because of the algorithm. So basically, I'll give you a very brief explanation of how I understand the algorithm to work. And that is if you have a thousand followers and you get hundred likes and 20 comments, your, your account is going to be promoted over someone who has 10,000 followers, right? But also gets hundred likes and 20 comments. So if you can cultivate your prospect and bring them in, in a way that is loyal and engaged, that's, what's going to lead to profitability because you're going to, you're going to build the know, like, and trust, which then means that you can sell to them. So how do you do this? Well, a few ways. One is consistency. Second is visual messaging. And third is building a community culture that serves their needs. So if you can hit these three key points, if you can be consistent, visually appealing, and building a a culture of content and context that serves their needs, you will see growth. It may not happen overnight, but you will see it. And it can happen fast. So I want to just kind of share with that in mind, I know that there is a lot to kind of dive into today with today's conversation. We talked a lot about, you know, building that sense of community, making it consistent, asking questions, teaching your community something, inspiring them, making them laugh. You know, what can you do to really build that engagement up? So again, I want to go back to one of the things that I said at the beginning of this conversation, and that is just pick one. If you can just make a commitment to pick one thing to focus on and focus on that one thing and just do that, that is better than nothing. It doesn't have to be all the things, but just that one thing. So I do want to leave you with that today. What is that one thing for you, right? Let me know. Head over to Instagram. That's where I like to hang out. Tag me at Jules Solomon, hashtag the influencer podcast, and let me know. 
What is that one thing for you, Avi? What do they bring up for you today? What have you learned about yourself today? What's new? What directions are you going to be taking? And as always, if you want deeper support in this, I'm here for you. Head on over to juliesolomon.net slash shine. We're waiting for you. Apply. Join us. Makes it a lot easier. I can get you what you want quicker, easier, and faster with less stress. (laughs) You just have to commit. All right, friends. Always, always so good to hang with you and to hear from you and to chat with you inside my DM. I love it when you slide into my DMs. So let's keep them coming. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. That is it for today. Now, are you ready to make more money and impact? If so, head over to juliesolomon.net slash accelerator to learn more about my coaching program and apply. All right. I'll see you again. Same time, same place next week.